AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Come on, no! And welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast. Uh, it's episode nine, I think. And Zotna Mozart have just been beaten by Dave. Who have we been beaten by? Uh, some Portuguese farmers. P- 
Paco de Ferreira. I think that's it might be, it might be the thing is if you if you gamble on an accent then you could get in trouble, couldn't you? If you just if you're yeah. adding if you're adding accents that might not necessarily be there, yeah, uh, you could you could be in for just, trouble. Should we just call him Dave? We'll call him Dave. Dave? No, yeah. that'd be confusing. Dave. Uh, yeah, that before, would be too confusing. Yeah. Before we get into the um, the podcast, talking about obviously the game yesterday and just how frustrating and weird it the whole thing was, um, I want you know, to push your podcast, new podcast you've got out, a, a series you, you, you're doing called Bipolar and I. Yeah. And where yeah. you sit down with a therapist and go through your story and figure out what your bipolar is all about. Is that right? That's that's correct. So basically, it's a three-part series uh, episode in you know in the series, and it goes from episode one is early life and kind of just establishing like my upbringing and, and stuff that some traumatic stuff that I experienced in my childhood and how that could have affected me later on in life. And then episode two is about kind of like you know um, really kind of working out as an adult that there was something seriously wrong with me, but kind of being in denial with it and trying to like um, self-medicate with uh, going to sex parties and boozing and um, spending money I didn't have. and But I just didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, and then it you know, it came down to suicide attempts. I had two suicide attempts. And then uh, the episode three is almost like recovery. And, like, you know, the person that I – because I really see my life now as, like, post and pre-suicide attempts because it was, like, a real kind of thing. I got a diagnosis after the second attempt. I'm on medication and it's like now I've got purpose now I know what's wrong with me because before I just didn't fucking know and I'd go to the doctors and I'd be like oh I'm really happy like look how happy I am because I'm like dancing around the the supermarket aisle you know and I, that that's that but it was overly happy but because I'm a comedian I was like I'm a character in it I, if I want to pick up a Battenberg and sing with it I'll sing, I'll pick up a Battenberg and sing with it in it um but really that wasn't that was like the other spectrum of being depressed in terms of the bipolar how you can go from really high to really low mm. so, um and it's really a so I sit down with my friend lara who who's great lara um is is just a good friend of mine and she was actually at one of my comedy shows uh about two weeks after i tried to jump in front of a train i was doing a show because comedy was always my outlet you know and um I shouldn't have been doing it really. I was in a really bad way, but it was like, no, nah, I'm going to do gigs because I love gigging. And uh, Laura was in there and she got chatting to me in the pub afterwards. And, um, you know, she took my details and she didn't know nothing like that because I, I go into this character of being like, yeah, this, you know, I'm a comedian on stage. So I was this bravado just trying to get a shag really. And, um, and then she took my details to kind of go on a, a get a drink or whatever. And uh, what she didn't realize is she was going to get thrust into it because she was a therapist in training and um, she was there for me so much. Like, you know, she didn't know me. I was a stranger, but she was contacting, you know, friends and family when I, I got arrested after a really heavy night on the booze and she thought I'd killed myself and she contacted my sister and she didn't have to do this. She was like, it was crazy because she just thought I was this funny blue eyed geezer and, you know, it might be a bit of fun. And, and there I am now, two years later we're making a podcast together in a, in, a, in a studio and it's it's a really good listen actually it's getting a lot of feedback and it's helping a lot of people which is the main thing everybody the main, know, sorry Dave. if i'm ranting here that's sorry. right it's not ranting uh you're you're just talking about something you're passionate about so it's all good but the um a lot of people come up with podcast ideas like, like there's so many people i know doing podcasts very popular thing to do and i didn't know much about your 
I saw what you was posting and whatnot. And um, and when you explained it to me, it actually sounds like a really good idea. And that's not to say that I'm surprised. It's just that there are so many ideas out there, and not all of them are great. Do you know what I mean? This is, this feels like a good one, Dave. You, I just you, want to go back to the sex yeah, party stuff because. Yeah, uh, hey. yeah I just imagine you in the room, keeping your shirt on, but nothing else. Just... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a very, yeah, I'm very Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, very Winnie the Pooh in the sex club. Uh, just, just a little t-shirt on and nothing else. That's your nickname, Winnie. <laughs> you see and... that geezer over there, old Winnie? Yeah, why? Because he likes honey? No, because he keeps that fucking little red t-shirt on the whole time. It's just a really big one as well, a really big t-shirt. <laughs> um, Dave, and one more thing I want to uh, mention that you've been involved in um, was this short film. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? So do you remember? Do you remember ages ago I was on a pod with you and Spook, and we sat down before you pressed record. You were like, "Right, we've got to get the kids. Both of us go get get the kids. So we've got like half an hour. That's it, right?" And then like it was like forty minutes after we said it was half an hour, nothing more. And you were like, "Tell us about that short film." I was like, "I'm in a film, and it's in France." And then I was like, "What the fuck <coughs> is that guy on about? Like, is he all right? Like, is Mate, he?" He's so good. It's, it's so um, good. And, and I'll tell you what I was surprised about, your ability to act. Very, really, really surprising. Again, you get sent a lot of stuff and you're like, oh, fucking, I'm not going to watch this. I'm busy. And um, yeah. I did watch it. I thought I watched five minutes of it. And I thought, oh, Dave's actually quite good, you know. He's quite funny. Um, and uh, yeah, mate, I'm really impressed. Really, really impressed. And it's been, so it's been accepted. you are one of the few people that's seen it. So, oh, so and we're not allowed um, to say that. It's not officially out. No, 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 you can't. You can say it. You can say it's good, but the listeners are going to be like, where can I see it? And I'm not allowed to show them, so fuck them. Um, but you've seen it. Ricky's seen it. Uh, Wendy's seen it. A few, a few of the lads have seen it. Really and, good, um, man. And, and it's, yeah, so it was basically, I only took it because how it came about was about 15 years ago, this French girl come and did an exchange student with a French family on my road in London, right? And um, I was the same age. I was 15. She was 15. And I, she was there for a whole summer holiday. And I was like, oh, my God. God has sent me this French girl to finger, right? So I just went about it the whole summer, took her on the London Eye, I bought a fish and chips, I was putting in the works, man. Then London Eye tickets were expensive, I didn't even get a kiss. And um, and then 15 years later, her brother is a successful like movie director in, in France, and his, his last project got like 90 million streams, like big stuff, but it's always in French. Mm. And this was his first thing he wanted to do in English. And... Um, you know, and it was kind of pre, like it was in the midst of the pandemic. So it was hard to cast a lot of people. And he said to his sister, he said, I'm struggling to cast the last character for this English thing I'm doing. And it's being funded by a big um, streaming service, I can't say. And um, and I can't find the right character, the, the right uh, actor to play this. Porn, Pornhub are funding it. Yeah. French film, Pornhub. And um, and she said, what's the character? What's the, what's the you know, the synopsis of the character? And she, he said, he needs to be a cocky, boastful London guy. And she went, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I've <laughs> got that fucking guy. David Uffie Ward, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's really good, cool man. And so when it's out, make sure you share it so people can see yeah, it. Yeah, so it, it got uh, nominated for an award today, which Fantastic. was um, literally this morning. So amazing. amazing. I'm, I'm buzzing. You Thank should you. be. You hope maybe you'll go over to France and uh, become a film star. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, really good. When it comes out, share it so people can watch it. It's very, very good. Um, right. Let's let's go on to the football. Um, wasn't the most inspiring performance, but I'd say as a caveat to this, um, you change your entire team, then that it's going to be disjointed. These players hadn't played to 
played together and it did feel really disjointed whereas the game against Man City it felt like completely cohesive is that a fair thing to say or will we just that, shit I think that, you know uh, well I think like you, you've summed up quite well there that we weren't cohesive were we like we we literally could not string a pass together it was it was the most frustrating thing I've ever watched because when you see the lineup come out I don't know about you but I was excited because I'm like yeah, we get to see like, you know, I know Scarlett's very, very young, but it's like we get to see Scarlett start and, you know, there was there was a few players that we get to see as well. Uh, Hill, is it Hill or Gill? Uh, it's Hill. <laughs> Hill. 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 It's got a Hill. little uh, <laughs> Hill. We get to see Hill play. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was excited, you know, Romero at the back as well. Yeah. But it just was pony. It just like, it, pup, you know. Wasn't it? It, my dad would say that is pup. It, the most frustrating thing about it was the players that you know you thought go on go and grab the ball by the horns and you know put a good performance in you know they, no one showed to the manager really and uh, you know it's too early to judge a couple of them of course it is but it's like no one really kind of took the moment did they and that was quite disappointing I think I just I think it goes to show look it's well, I, they were better than I thought they were going to be I think the people going into this competition, the vast majority of these teams are going to be shit. But we were drawn against one of the better ones in that they did finish fifth in the Portuguese league last year. So it's not like, you know, they could be in the Europa League easily. Um, so it's not like they're, they're any mugs. And we did play a team that's completely disjointed. But fundamentally, if you're if you're not used to the players you're playing with, like you saw, Lo Celso has been fantastic at times, I suppose. Sometimes he's been abject. Um, but you, you saw, especially between him and Hill, um, it's clear that there are players in both of them. We know that about Lacelso, but especially about Hill, um, that he, he's going to feed off better players. Um, he didn't have a great game, but like, they had really bright moments at the start of it, where you could tell if there was better movement around him and 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 a team that knew what he was, the, what what they were doing, and where they had to go and what they had to do, um, that we'll see more from him. I remember, I don't want to mention his name, the guy who used to play for us who went and joined Arsenal. And I remember listening to an interview he did after going to Notts County as, and he played there. And he just said that it was impossible because, and I'm, I'm not sure I take his word as anything that's golden, but it makes sense. He says, when you're used to playing at a certain level, you rely on your the ability of your teammates as much as your own ability. And you play to that level. Um, and... While they weren't bad players on the pitch for Spurs, you know, it just it, it, none of it seemed to fit. And I think it was just yeah. a case of Nuno just going, "I'm just going to pick this team because we can't." Like R- Romero needed minutes, obviously, um, Gil as well, and um, you know, Winks hasn't played this season, so he needed minutes. So I understand why all these players played and Ben Davies, but it was just about throwing them on the pitch and hoping that it worked. Right, I've got, I'm going to follow this up with a question here, Dave. See what you think about this. Right, Rise says, Reese says, um, how how many people actually care about this competition, including the club? If you win it, you only get into Europa League, and it could really be disruptive to our league with the potential travel. Uh, it's embarrassing if we don't make the group, but is it totally worth it? Um, no, no, like, I, I want to see Tottenham Hotspur win. I, you know, Tottenham. If we're in, if we're in a competition. You know, people go, oh, about the League Cup and stuff like that. When we're, when we're in it and we're playing, I don't tune in to Tottenham to think, oh, do you know, I'm not fussed. 
I, I'm not fussed if we like. I was annoyed that we lost yesterday. Yeah, I was annoyed so that we weren't playing in all white because I thought, hold on, okay, it's a, it's, it's, it's a second, third rate European competition. But when Tottenham play in Europe, we play in all white. So fucking sort that out, right? I was really annoyed at it because mm. that's how passionate I am. Like, it, I'm not ready to kind of be like, mm, yeah, I don't want to be in the competition. We all want to be in the Champions League. We've had we've had tastes of that. We've had tastes of the Champions League, and we want to be there, and we think we should be there. But right now. We're not, and you know we've got. To, you, you can only win what's put in front of you. You know, in terms I'd of rather, competitions. I'd rather do what Redknapp did and just play the, like just play a, a, a collective group of young people who play yeah. together and see what they can do uh, when they're tested. I get how why he used this game to run out some of those first team players, but you wouldn't expect any of them to be playing when we get through to the group stages if we get through I'm sure we will but it, um, you know you wouldn't expect them to be playing you, you'd go back to relying on the reserve team or the, the development squad or whatever it might be so I think in terms of that it might be useful but I really don't care about the competition as much as I as much as I um, I don't like losing and watching it and thinking oh fucking hell this is a pain in the ass like I don't, this isn't a great feeling especially because it's just so boring and so frustrating to watch like you say mm. we couldn't string passes together that do you um, yeah, well. Do you think with the competition as well, like like we saw last night, that you know we are we are the big dogs in that competition. So are everyone going to be like, is it going to be like their cup final? Oh my god, Tottenham Hotspur are coming to town, and they're going to put in a performance. They're going to try and win every ball, win every second ball because they're like, you know, we we can have you know a big uh, you know a big scalp on our record here if we beat these guys. Yeah, and of course. I, I think it will be like that. I feel I, I feel we will go out pretty early actually because of that because I don't think he's going to you know squad management's going to be more key than ever before I think at the moment because it looks like we're going to have a thinner squad than we'd want and you know you're not going to put out the big dogs he'll put the big dogs for the home legs I think but he'll go away and he'll bring the kids and he'll try and hope like last night that you come back even if you lose you're still in it you know and then you know Lucas Moore and, and, and Sonny and whoever else he wants to play on Spurs at home can can win you at home, you know, in the first half, whatever, and and sub them off. I, I don't know. It's um, I don't even like if we don't if we win it, it doesn't count, does it? It does. It's not. <laughs> it's like it doesn't like the Europa League would be great to win because it's still a major competition, and you know, big, yeah, it's a lot big, of history. Yeah, big, yeah, but big sides have won it recently, right? Um, Chelsea yeah. won it. You know, anyone who goes on to win the uh, Europa League generally. They're considered one of the biggest biggest sides in their country, right? So, winning the Europa League is something. But this, like this, you'd have the kudos of winning. It's not even as big as the League Cup. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> you you can't, it, yeah, it, you can't like you can't boast about it, in it. Um, you, exactly. You know, when, you, you know when we've all this like Tottenham ain't won a cup since, since two thousand and eight, blah blah blah. And if we won it, I'd, still it'll be why it won't be like oh yeah, but we actually. In 2022, we won the Europa Conference League, so shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, no one It will feel like the Audi Cup memes that we get. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, here's us winning the Audi Cup against Bayern a couple of years back. It fundamentally like... feel the same as, like, winning yeah. something like that. It means nothing. And that's what... that's the, I mean, it goes back to Reese's question is, it, what, 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 is it, what does it matter if we get kicked out or if we get... Apart from the mild embarrassment that there would be. Like, even last night, because of the squad, the, the team that was put out, and... Just the nature of it. I did. I, I was pissed off that we lo- we lost because I'm always pissed off when Spurs lose, right? But I didn't like. I just didn't. It didn't. I, I went into the game without feeling anything, and I left the game without really yeah. feeling anything either. So 
Um, you know, it's just in terms of it being interesting to see some of the players play. Yeah. But fundamentally, the, there is absolutely no value to Tottenham being in this competition. Other than using it to in... development some, some young players. But I think in order to get yeah. that development, you need to be playing them together in a system rather than just chucking them in. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's true. I, I would, yeah, I would be really interested in to see how it was kind of, you know, if we if we go out of it, then we go out of it, and it, and we can focus more in the league or an FA Cup or whatever. Um, the travel, I don't know if it's the group stage and we're having to go fucking here, there, and everywhere as well. It'll be really annoying. I don't know. I've not even looked at it. Like it, it just it just feel. I don't know if it's because the season's been a bit of a kind of weird one with. The, the Euros running so late and not having much of a break and it, it still feels like pre-season in a way. Like that felt like a pre-season friendly last night. I felt like I was watching a pre-season friendly. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's just the, 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 the you know, the, the, the nature of the cup that we're in or the, the nature of, you know, I'm not quite ready for the season in a way. You know, I'm not kind of, oh, it's oh, it's begun. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, we've not got another question uh, from uh, Lux. He says, should Paratici be judged on the players he can't shift as well as the players he brings in? We're talking about upgrading on Deadwood for years now. Why are people so obsessed with moving players out? Because <laughs> I think because we've underachieved for so long. No, 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 fair enough. No, I understand why they want the players out. I don't know why we're judged on not moving them. Like, if they yeah, make up a development squad or if they play in shitty little games like last night who gives a shit like if, if it's a case of we're not moving these players out and therefore we can't buy players but I don't know that doesn't seem to be the case I mean the ones like, like Winks really uh, I think he, it's, it's dead for him at Tottenham oh, he was honest. awful uh, like, he, he was awful. so bad and you, you, you got to think yes it was a disjointed team and yeah you made some good points about you know not knowing the players you're playing around and the quality you're playing around but like you know if Wink sees himself as a starter for Tottenham Hotspur. Let's 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 not beat around the bush. He fucking does, and then he goes and puts in a performance like that last night, and you're like, nah, nah, mate. Like, just you need to you need to move on because it might be good. You know, there's there is a player there. I think he's, you know, he's he's better than Tom Carroll, and Tom Carroll's had a decent career in the Championship. He could probably be a Premier League player in the lower, you know, the the, the bottom half of the that table. And fair play to him. He loves the club, and you know, but he's just not good enough. He's like, so I think. A lot of people are frustrated that we've had someone like Winks and we've had players like I don't, fair you know. Enough, I don't... Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, bro. But but Winks, Winks is what 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 what's happening in the club? Are they like so? Is Paratici going around to everyone going? Does anyone want Winks? And they're like, not really. All right. Well, so what, what's he supposed to do? Well, obviously, the club have a value on Winks depending on how long his contract is and how much money. But we're paying him yeah. a certain amount of money. If where was he? Where is he going to go? To, you know, a lower, lower, lower Premier League side. So if he goes yeah. there, they might not want to pay the wages. They might not want to, you know. So it's about. But I don't think. Firstly, to answer the question, Lux, Paratici sh- shouldn't be judged. You know, he's been in the job since the first of July. He's been seven weeks in 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 the job. Eight eight weeks maybe in the job. So let's not judge him now. Let's not judge him next summer. Let's see 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 what happens because it's clear that we're being much more active and mobile in the squad in the uh, transfer window than we ever have before. Yeah. So I don't think you should be judged uh, either way based on this window. It's, it's completely not his fault about this. You know, he's coming to the club recently, and it's not his fault the sign the, the size of the contracts and the players' wages either. So, like like you said, so if he's going around and he's saying he's saying to I don't know, Fulham, saying, "Do you want 
Winks, but he's on, I don't know, 65 grand a week or whatever. But no, I ain't of paying him not. that. And that's not. not his, that's not Perici's fault, is it? Like, he can't no. be like, well, you know. Well, Sissoko signed a new contract a, few, a couple of years ago. Like, it wasn't even anywhere near the club. He probably turned us down when we, was go, when we signed in, uh, Sissoko to a new contract. Apparently, we were after him previously. So, no, I don't, I mean. So, so it's Potch's fault for handing out all these contracts to Deadwood, isn't it? That's, that's it. That's, that's where it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, look, it's Levy really to to blame if yeah, he's given yeah. given contracts, but but you have to gamble because if you know sometimes you have to give contracts to players that are in form to protect yourself, as we see in the Kane situation, you've got you've got leverage because we signed up such a long contract. Um, uh, on that, uh, Monsieur Gustave says, uh, if Kane never walks back on the pitch and lane as a Spurs player, does the crowd boo, hiss, or just give him the coldest, most painful silence that a stadium with sixty thousand human beings has ever accomplished, like an ice cream headache for your heart? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, how, how would you what, what, how would you react if he doesn't get his move and obviously he goes back into the first team and you're at White Hart Lane um, against I don't know Chelsea next month what what do you do yeah. what would you do uh, like, like I, I, yeah, I, said, I said actually I was on TalkSport the other day and, and um, Paul Hawksby asked me something similar and I said Payne's got enough credit in the bank in it he will never be I, I, I wouldn't boo him like, I couldn't boo him like he's got so much credit in the bank I'm, I'm um, it's left a bit of taste in my mouth this whole situation the way he's gone about it and the way his brother's gone about it don't get me wrong mm. but I, could, I couldn't boo the man I couldn't, I couldn't boo the man if he was still playing in the Tottenham shirt as well like no way because what's the point of that he comes out to play Chelsea you're booing him and he's thinking what the fuck I'm, well, I'm not going to try and score against these cunts for, for you cunts do you know what I mean everyone's mm. cunts yeah but we haven't done anything he has <laughs> so he's no, no, we, we're being I, reactive I get it. I, look, don't get me wrong. I don't think he should ever be booed either. Um, I think that oh, I don't know. I don't want to go over what. I, what do you think? How 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 do you think he's handled this situation and how badly is he's? Because I've talked about this so many times. Um, how do you how how badly do you think he's damaged the relationship with the with the fans? Fans. Yeah, fans. yeah I, I think it's damaged. I, I saw a tweet that summed it up recently. Um, uh, you know that was per- it summed it up so perfectly. It said something along the lines of, you know, you know, the, whatever happens with this this Kane saga, if he goes, he stays or something like that. He's already lost what was most special uh, about him to the Tottenham fans was this this loyalty, this love for the club. This I'm going to be here. I'm going to be your top scorer. I'm going to I'm going to be the man to to win you trophies or whatever. Um, that kind of I'm one of your own playing for you. In a shirt, I, I, I react how you would react if you played on the pitch, yeah. and that's why we loved him, right? And now that's gone. He comes back and plays for us. He scored 20, 30 goals. Fine, you know he's, he's a world class finisher. He's a world class player. Do you he think can that do that. You'll never hear that song at White Lane ever again. I, I wouldn't. I, for right now, it's hard to say ever again because he could stay. We've seen it. We see it happen before. Players. Well, Gerard is still regarded as a legend, and he wanted to go to Chelsea. Has happened. Yeah, it, it, that's that's it. Could you know? There's there's it could happen it, a Gerrard situation, but I doubt it. I you know I doubt it. I don't think he will stay now. I, I think he's gone. You know, Listen the only way this. he will stay it'll be like a Modric situation. You know, when Modric wanted to go Chelsea, and we said, "Now nah, you give us one more season, you go Madrid." I've got, and he did I've... that, and he got his head down, and he played well. Um, we, me, and Ricky were having this conversation uh, on uh, five statements for. Our patrons and thirty percenters who support the fighting cop by becoming patrons. It's p- patreon.com 
forward slash the fighting clock if you want more Spurs content. There's like three or four podcasts a week, all kinds of different things being discussed. Other shit as well. Um, yeah, so uh, come and support the fighting clock by becoming a patron and getting loads in return, including a free pin badge. That's, you know, my guarantee. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. got my pin badge yet, actually. Did you fi- did that. you fill in? Did you go on Patreon and fill in your details? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, that's what you got to do. Thought, I, I did. That's what you got to do. I don't know where you live. I don't know your address. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, um, you can. They finally find. Oh, I just don't want to go into it. Um, I mean, what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was sort of saying that I think I was saying this. Posed this to Ricky. If Kane, this is Kane's big chance to leave Spurs. This is where. This is where he can do it because if he if he if he waits till next summer, there are a lot of big strikers available. Haaland's available for seventy sixty seven million pounds, right? It won't be mm. sixty seven; it'd be sixty seven million to Dortmund plus another fifty million to his agent and transfer fees. It'd be a huge deal. Um, yeah. Mbappe's available on a free, and Lewandowski says he wants to leave Bayern Munich. That's those are free players. If someone doesn't want to pay the hundred million pound it costs to get Kane even next summer. Then he's out in the dark because if Chelsea need a striker, not that they do, they've bought Lukaku, but if they did, that's, well, it's Man City, right? Man City will pick up any one of those three they want. Probably if it was me, if I was a Man City fan, I'd want Haaland, right? So that's him out of the equation. And if there's anyone else that wants a striker and they've got a choice of Lewandowski, who is going to leave Bayern Munich and buying from, from German clubs is a lot cheaper than buying from British clubs. And then you've got Mbappe on a fucking free. So Kane's yeah. going to be just sitting there going, oh, I've got nowhere to go. So I think if he doesn't get this move out of the club, I think he'll sign a new contract and stay at Tottenham forever. It also comes down to, to Levy as well, right? Because Levy will be fully aware of what you've just said as well in terms of if we want to get 130, 150, whatever they want to get, it's this window and it's or, or bust. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you're not getting it again. And you're right. If you're going to spend, if you was a Man City fan, and as much as I love Harry Kane, but he's, he's you know, his ankles are made of Weetabix and he's 28 now. Like, if you're going to spend 150 million, you you think get get Haaland? Like, Haaland, he's, what, seven, has... seven years younger, six years younger. And an absolute Mad. machine. He's unbelievable. Like, he, he will, I thought, like Harry, Kane, like, Harry Kane isn't the best number nine in the world Haaland is, or Lewandowski is. But Harry Kane's up there, don't get me wrong. But when you see Haaland so young, like, it, it would... It ensures your it ensures you forty goals. I reckon in Man City he'll score forty goals. For, yeah, yeah, it's, and, and, it's, and that's it's incredible. Worth like he's so so. I think Harry Kane realizes that this is his chance. This is it's this summer or never. Like yeah. maybe Bayern Munich might come in for him, someone like that. If they lose Lewandowski and then maybe some sort of transfer merry-go-round uh, with none of them coming to Spurs, but but. They might like if they sell. If what might they get for a thirty-three-year-old Lewandowski? Maybe fifty, sixty million, maybe a bit more, just because people can. He's yeah, so good mate, because if he goes to the Premier League, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, right. It's, yeah, so it's, if it's that, it's then may, they may have the finances to buy buy Kane. It might that might happen? But in terms of his move to Man City, is 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 now or never? If it's now, and and Spurs are in the, within their rights to just demand what they're demanding. So he finds himself in a difficult just, situation. He should be Spurs not. Just, a, those are just the poor kid who can't afford the one pound fifty to go on the merry-go-round and just watching all these players go around and just like crying. Just can somebody give me one pound fifty to go on the merry-go-round? Nah, no, we don't want you. We don't want you on this fucking merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah, but this thing is like it's um, 
it's this is his one chance, and if he doesn't get it, he's he's got to stay, and he's got to be angry. Not angry at his brother because he would have been involved as well. It was his fault that he he got his brother who's inexperienced, but he signed the contract as well. He looked at the details. He knew what was inside it. His lawyers would have done. Yeah, there would have been some advice somewhere saying, you know, if you had a proper guy in charge, you need a clause. It's a long contract. You don't know what might happen in six. So Spurs get relegated in six, in six years. You don't know. You need an out if you want an yeah. out. Not to say you want an out, but this clause could go in, and no one need know. And um, you know, you're, you're, you at least give yourself some leverage, but he doesn't have any. It's crazy, and it's such a shame because you know, like, I can't even look at pictures of him at the moment. Like, mm. I, I genuinely mm. see a picture of him, and my like, I'm just like, oh fuck, fuck that. I, like, it's, maybe it's because the situation's overhanging Spurs at the moment, right? And it's something that we just have to, we'd rather go away. It might be partly that, but it's also his yeah. face because of like, like that, like you said, that tweet, which is, you know, he's. That part, that special thing that we had for him, is is gone. And you know, we're football fans. We're fickle. If he starts bagging goals, then we'll forget about it really quickly. Um, Jonesy says, if you had to quarantine with your choice of the worst player at the club, who would it be, and what? And what would you say to him? I think quarantining with Kane right now would be quite difficult. I, I mean, I think quarantine with Kane, even if he was like still, you know, you know, the lovely Harry Kane that we adore would be quite difficult because I don't think you could hold a conversation with a geezer more than <laughs> like a couple of sentences. You'd be like, I can't, like, I've got 10 days and we're we're already back on to, did you see the goals I scored in 2014? Yeah, yeah, I did see those goals <laughs> you scored in 2014. Yeah, the one against Chelsea where I rolled, the, yes, I did see that, mate. Yeah, do you, you want to, do you, do, you, do you watch Countdown? No, that confuses me. Uh, do, do you want to, you, you're like, are you, are you <laughs> suggesting that you, you'd be the one that needed the highbrow conversation and you wouldn't be intimidated by Harry Kane? No, nah, I wouldn't be intimidated by Harry Kane. Nah, he, Harry T- Kane watches Tipping Point. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's it. He loves Tipping Point. And <laughs> Tipping Point, for the listeners that don't know, is like a, you know, the 2P game you get arcade. I don't even know if any Americans would know what the 2P game in the arcades are. It's basically an easy quiz show that needs no general knowledge, really. Right? Fair enough. That's what Harry Kane likes. And you'd be like, oh, do you want to put pointless on him? Like, no, <laughs> just, it would be the fucking worst. Or like Harry Winks, you'd, you'd be like, he would just be telling you all this like right-wing propaganda all the time. Yeah, because the thing is, we shouldn't even be needed to be quarantining because it's all a fake, you know? I said, what, you read this, do your research. If you do your research on the Daily Mail, it's all a fake, yes? Oh, well, shut up. You do, you reckon he's a, do, do, do you think he's an anti-vaxxer? Oh, 100%. Harry, Harry Winks just doesn't know. He's like, yeah, I'm putting that in my body, innit? Don't know what's in it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't, um, I don't know what's in it. I'll tell you where I'd struggle to um, to uh, self-isolate with Bian Dombele at the moment. Apparently, news sort of broke, well, rumours broke that he's put in a transfer request and wants out of the football club completely. Um, and uh, Juventus want to take him. And apparently have offered yeah. some players for us. Spurs also... Interested in, uh, I think it's Oye Ora uh, of Leon. I'm just, I've, I've never heard his name pronounced. So I'm just butchering that. And uh, a couple of others from Juventus as well. So I mean, in terms of the, the speculation, who knows? But yeah. It's clear that there's something drastically wrong with Ndombele. That isn't it, really? That really. I feel um, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I just feel it's a shame. That's what I feel. It's like a, it's a waste that we could have. He could have been a, an absolute, and he will probably go on on somewhere that caters for his needs better than than Tottenham have. Um, but 
his ceiling is so high and it's just a shame mm. he's never not been able to realise it at Spurs but you know the fact is Santo yeah. doesn't even know him um, it doesn't know him right he doesn't he's met him when he's joined the club a couple of months ago and for that relationship to just not even get started means that Ndombele's probably already decided that he wants to leave the football club and he just hasn't been involved in any of the football he hasn't he's um, uh, Nuno's already come out and said he's not going to be playing on Sunday He's not. He's not going to be playing. So it it's means that just, yeah. It's just. I, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, I, he's such a. There's such a raw, beautiful ability that he has, like natural, God given talent, right? It's like and no then, other player I've seen, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, and De, Dembele had it, Modric had it, but he he has yeah. his own unique style, and he's just he's he's pitch IQ. I've banged on about it before. It was just top draw. Like one of the most intelligent players I've I've ever seen play for Spurs, on the pitch. But something's not there. Like he just doesn't want it. He doesn't want to. And, doesn't want to do it for Spurs. And it's a fucking yeah. shame because he's great. Yes, it's got to be something with him as well because it's you know it's, it's four managers now. If you include Ryan Mason, that kind of not been able to get a tune out of him. And you know if, whether it's the country, he's not settled in England. And you know there's other things with people's mental health and stuff like that. You just don't know. No, you don't know. Um, but Mason you know, didn't give him a minute. Like it'd probably it? be best if he goes. What's that? Yeah, I think so. But Mason didn't give him a minute. I uh, know, which is because uh, he was intimidated by how good he was. <laughs> yeah, bro, I could never do that. <laughs> but it's it's interesting though, like you say, it's because obviously under Pochettino he started and played. Um, Mourinho had big, big problems with him; couldn't get him moving. And you saw in All or Nothing that you know he, he, there was some issues. And Sissoko and Aurier said, "Look, we've been in this situation. You just have to apply yourself, and you'll get back in the team." And he did. Um, there's some rumours that Sissoko and Aria being shifted from Spurs mean that he'll have no one that he considers a friend in the changing mm. room. You know, yeah. it, it's important, and you know better than anybody, Dave, that how badly your life and your professional life and just you know the normality of your life can be affected by your mental constitution. Not constitution, your mental state. Yeah, how well you but, feel, yeah. how hap- happy you feel. So... I think the obvious thing would be for people to start fucking spouting rhetorics and stereotypes about he's he's got a bad attitude. Like, it's not helpful. Like, we don't have a fucking clue what he's like day to day. And you don't know what he's going through in his head. He might be terribly homesick and the idea of losing his two best mates at the club going is just like too much for him. It could be any yeah. reason. So, like, it's, it's, it's better to not just sort of put labels on him. But it is just, it's just a shame. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He'll go on to play for a different club if it goes back to France or it goes to Italy or whatever, and you know it will click somewhere. I'm not, I don't know where, but and you'll see him like tearing up in the Champions League, and you, you know, and we'll always feel like we're gonna we ruin like a, a missed opportunity, but you know, it, it just wasn't. It just doesn't feel like it's gonna be right, and probably thing. best for all parties he moved on now. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um... Uh, Ken uh, Ken N17 he says what's the overarching opinion within the fighting cock on how much the actual control Livy has granted Paratici uh, does anyone agree a def- um, director of football was needed and needs to remain a part of the narrative um, so how much control firstly does does Levy granted to Paratici do you think I I I don't mate. Seems busy, guess, doesn't he? Guess as good as mine. Yeah, I yeah. know. He seems busy. <laughs> yeah, he's been busy, and there's always pictures of him just walking around the centre spot before a game on the phone. Yep. I mean, it could be a ploy. It could just be some like sex line. There used to be it's this not. geezer who owned the White Goods Shop on Wood Street in Walthamstow, 
and he was always <laughs> on the phone to sex lines, like right? because you could hear it sometimes, and uh, he could just be doing that. So you, you just don't know. But hopefully, he's getting us some good players. Um, but it feels like we did need a director for. We were screaming for it for a long time, even under Poch. You don't you know, want you, you don't want Daniel Levy doing that job. You need someone no. who understands who has the contacts in football, and it and it it feels like he has some power. Look, Daniel Levy, he's not going to give a, like just go yeah. Here's here's my checkbook, and just get rid of these players at any means. Like it, Daniel Levy will yeah. have his values and 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 how much he wants for these players and how much he's willing to pay. But in terms of being the guy that's in between the conduit to Spurs getting in getting these players in. And um, so yeah, far, he, based on what we can see, he's doing a good job. He could be that guy that, you know, that, you know, if Spurs come knocking on the, the door of a player's agent or whatever, and they don't really entertain it, but he's got such a reputation in the in European football that, you know, if Perucci goes knocking on Spurs' behalf, he might even just get a call. Even if it's just a conversation and a player's go, no, we're not interested. But I think we'll get more conversations now. We'll just get more people a bit more, oh, let's see what they've got to say. <laughs> And, um, you know, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, we've got another question from Luca. He says, who will be Spurs' leading goal scorer this season besides Son and Kane if he stays? Where, where else are goals coming from? I, my, why do you ever think about it? I, I'm, I'm thinking Lucas Mora will bag 10 this year. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I've been really impressed on, uh, with Mora under uh, Nuno. And, you know, even Mora last season under Jose was one of the kind of Beacons in some of them, the dullest, worst games that Jose had under us. It was Moro looked like he was the one that was going to make something happen, right? So, mm. um, yeah, you'd like to think because he can score. He's got quite a good, good finish on him. You yeah, know? he is. So, um, but other than that, you can't really see where it's going to come. You know, from unless we buy someone. You know, Bergwijn. See, so Bergwijn frustrates me because. I think he's a. I think there's a good player in there, but he needs to get like ten percent better at everything he does. And if he can do that, we've got a baller. But I'm not sure he can do that. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, no. To no, me, it does. Yeah, no, no, it does make sense. And and you know, Nuno had a, a good reputation of of developing players. You know that he brought over for Wolves that they weren't. Jota wasn't the Jota that Liverpool bought when he signed for Wolves, but he became him under under um, under Santos tutelage. And so yeah. he could probably see something in him. And definitely, you know, in terms of what we've got up front and, and in terms of attacking sense, if it isn't Hill, then it's got to be it's got to be Bervine on, on the left, probably. But Lucas Moore, has, um, he's, he's just impressed me so much. I've always thought he was good. His end product, obviously, perhaps at times lacking, certainly in, the, in, in terms of making assists and stuff. But he's just, he's doing it. He's turning up and he's doing it. And, and, and you've got mm. to sometimes, when a new manager comes in, as best you can, Forget everything you think about a player, and that's what I've I'm trying to do because Sanchez and um, Sanchez and Deli Ali, I had like I've said in the last podcast we did, it, I you know I'm not I wasn't over enamoured with them either, mm. but if they continue to play the way they have done um, in preseason, but against Man City especially, then um, then why not keep them? I'm not going to just dismiss Sanchez because previously I thought he was garbage. Or not good enough for yeah. time, but is, is a better thing. Just see what happens now. And the same goes for people like Lacelso and Lucas Mora and Birdvine. It's just forget what you think about these players and let's just see how they perform from this point onwards. Admittedly, Lacelso was awful last night, but I've already yeah. given the mitigating. There's rumours heating up about uh, Adama Traore, which is someone that I don't really want at Tottenham. And I don't know if I'm, this is going to come back to bite him in the arse, but I just I tweeted last night. I think he's just a 
roided up Aaron Lennon with oily arms. And uh, I don't, I don't know if I fancy that. I don't think he's the answer really to our problems. I think if we're going to buy another wide player, we need someone that can tip him with goals. And Traore doesn't do that. I roided up Aaron Lennon <laughs> uh, with oily arms. With oily arms, he just runs at you, and he, you know he's terrifying. And Lennon, you know, 2005, Lennon. I'll never forget the sound of the, the the seats flicking up as soon as Mate. Aaron Lennon got the ball. It was amazing. Mate. I'm not yeah. like, slagging off Aaron Lennon, but. The end product wasn't always there, and I think similar. I think he had, he had, he had a, right? a season or two where he did, it was kind of there, but you're right; it was the weakest part of his game was his delivery. But I don't hate Traore at Tottenham. I don't hate it just because if we are going to play counter-attacking football, especially against the biggest clubs, mm. having someone like him is is terrifying. I don't yeah, think, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if the end product will ever come because he was under, you know, for. For it, well, the entire time, I think, <clears throat> or maybe, maybe he bought him a year a year after arriving. But his his final touch only improved marginally. If I'm, hello, he did score a fucking screamer against Spurs. But it, that's it, just Spurs, isn't it? That's the most, yeah. like, he doesn't really score, and he scores like a fucking unstoppable strike. He's like fuck off. So that's that's um, I don't know, but I I, I wouldn't pay forty five million. If, if he was available for 25, I'd definitely, definitely be well it's up for that. It's just an inflated market. The thing about Troy is, like, if he came in and say we Kane did stay and then he was playing with Kane and Son there to, like, finish off that, his kind of bursting through the lines, bursting through defenders, and then he could just pay it square. Like, like Lennon did towards that, you know, that, that season we was first in the Champions League. Lennon knew a lot of these balls were going across the, uh, the floor because he knew, you know, Van der Vaart or... You know, Crouch or the foe would be there to gobble him up, and it was it was if he could do that for Kane or Son, then definitely. But if we want to buy someone to kind of bring in goals because we've sold Kane, I'm not sure. Okay, uh, I think that that'll do for now, Dave. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's know what you think about um, the Wolves game then before 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 we quit. Like, what what are you um, what what are you anticipating for the game? Do you think that that we'll put in a similar performance than we did against Man City? Uh, was the game last night a blip, or as uh, nah. Ross Rosper put it in, um, are we shit again? <laughs> um, we'll be good. We'll be good again at, on Sunday, as we're as we're tucking in uh, or just finishing our race. We'll, we'll we'll enjoy it. I think we'll we'll have a good performance. I'm not sure we'll go out there and win because I think it's all that like football's romantic in it, and that's Nuno's old team, and they'll be up for it and stuff like that. I think it'll be a score draw. But I think we'll put in another good performance. Which I don't want him with. like muted celebrations or any of that bollocks. <laughs> I want him like running up to the Wolves fans with his hands behind his ears, going, "Have that, have that." Yeah, that's what I want him. Fucking, Fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always hated it here. You speak weird. <laughs> Shit, out. worst <laughs> accent in the country, and you batter your chips, you fucking weirdos. That sounds alright though. Hey, hey, oh my god! Wouldn't. Orange chips—they're amazing, but like you have to pretend <laughs> that they're not in it. It's like it's like when they smother gravy on their chips up north, and you have to go, "Oh, that's disgusting." It's but not. really, you're like, "I want, I want some nah, of that shit." Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Mushy free. Anything battered really is great. It's just it's yeah. if you eat it too much. Anyway, um, all right, nice one, Dave. And thank uh, you for yeah, having me back. That's a pleasure, mate. And uh, it's um, what is it? Bipolar and I. Yeah, David Alfie Ward, Bipolar and I. In my um, pin tweets, you'll see the links to it and stuff like that, and you can find it. And uh, yeah, if you like it, share it with friends. It's already I've had people like have heard me. I was on TalkSport the other day, and then a lot of people listen to it now for it. And 
strangers message me saying that it's helped them a lot and they're going to help Dave, their I, partners and stuff like that. What if I listen to it and don't like it? Uh, well, then you're a heartless piece of shit, innit? Or you've got bipolar and you're just being in denial. <laughs> right. <laughs> cheers, Dave. All right, cheers. See you soon. Bye-bye. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.